I was there. I don't have to listen to it. This week's show because it was a disaster. When you live in a beach resort, it's easy to forget whether you are playing or working. On each week's show, we settle in with a cocktail and try to figure out if there is a difference. This is Day Drinking on Delmarva. I am Todd from GoodCleanFunLife.com. And I'm Tony Russo, no relation, and you're listening to Day Drinking on Delmarva, a show about life and culture on the Delmarva Peninsula. Uh, Todd drinks because he gets to live here. I drink because I have to live here. Yes. <laughs> I'm, yes. I got, how, did you, how did you like that sound design coming in? That did was, you notice? That was very did impressive. You notice that? I thought it was here. That's why I, that's why I stopped. I'm like, who's, <laughs> who's in the house? Um, so uh, many fun things to get to today. We're going to introduce a, uh, a new, um, a new featured section, mm-hmm. which I'm very excited about. And we're going to talk about the Freeman stage and, uh, and Dewey. I'm going to get it wrong. Winter gala. Yeah, sure. That sounds right. It is now. Uh, but before we do that, we always like to thank our sponsors. Our sponsors are the drinks we've been drinking, and they're also local businesses who take time out of their days to be on our show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this week, <laughs> we'd like to acknowledge the local business, Good Clean Fun Life. Yay! You know, we don't just do videos and websites and photography. Um, no, that's just what we do. Uh, <laughs> but we can also help small businesses or like entrepreneurs who maybe have like a Squarespace page and they just need some like hourly dressing up or a little bit of adjustment. Natalie has been taking on uh, a couple more clients uh, in that sort of capacity. You know, people who have like a yoga business that they're starting and like have built a Squarespace page and, and don't want the whole full blown uh, WordPress page that we do. So we, uh, we help to, to service people in, in that capacity as well. And There's, I say we, I mean, Natalie, that's who it is. <laughs> they're sneaky. Those folks at Squarespace. Um, mm. I'm not a fan of Squarespace. Okay. Uh, for, yeah. They, the shortest way to say it is they kind of keep your stuff. Like uh, yeah, if you, yeah. if you want to move it, you are not gonna, you know, it's a little, it's a little pricey for the year and you're not going to, uh, and if you want to move, it's really, it's a, it's a disaster, but right. you know where they get you um, is for people like me uh, who don't, or, or who are too cheap to engage an actual internet company. Like, <laughs> Dealing with the updates and dealing with, yeah. you know, spam protection, stuff like that. It's just, it's just too much, you know, like I took down, I have a page that has links, but I'm like, you know what? Medium can be my website and right. Substack right. can be my website and soon Patreon can be my website. And, you know, they have enough skin at the skin in the game that they're going to look at every day and make sure that no one has is stealing people's information and that no one is, you know, doing all anything nasty on my website because I wasn't gonna. And I mean, I didn't, I mean, destination Delmarva is still up by some miracle of fate. And like, I get 30 or 40 emails a day, you know, that's like, Hey, you know, so-and-so commented on this story, please moderate. And I'm like, no, they didn't. Some bot got through because I didn't put in some update on some plugin. I chose years ago because, it flashed or whatever, you know, <laughs> and 
you do these WordPress sites yourself, you're taking your like your sanity into your hands. It's just such yeah. so much I, work and then I, so much upkeep for so little return. I don't think that's what uh, what a lot of people realize when they're when they're looking at, you know, oh, something simple, drag and drop and, you know, versus and, and you know, if somebody's in a position, we're not the type of uh, people who are going to talk people out of what they you know, what they right. want to do. We're here. To, we're here to help people not to take their money. Mm. And, um, but we, you know, we give them all of that sort of, uh, background in that, you know, hosting and maintenance is, uh, you know, a, a monthly charge and it is for all of those things that you say uh, that, that, oh, that yeah. you just, no, that it, you just mentioned. I'm sure and, it's worth it. If, and if I ever get a job, maybe I'll get a website, but <laughs> you know, and, and it is, um, uh, you know, Interesting that you did bring up about like, yeah, they, they loop you in and, and they keep you there. But, um, you know, and, and it's right for some people because they're not planning on they're planning on picking a lane and kind of. And kind yeah. Of now, if, I mean, honestly, if you're just selling T-shirts on the Internet. Right. Right. You know, but it, it's also like their prices can go up so arbitrarily and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing you can do about it. You can't switch like. Switching hosts is just nearly impossible. And I think if you buy your website name through them, then they kind of own it. Like you have oh, to buy, right? there's a fee for getting it back. Yeah. You know, and things like that where, you know, with norm, with, with most, most hosting providers don't do that. But yeah. Squarespace is this kind of walled garden where once you're in, if you want to buy something and, you know, if you're doing okay on, on your retail. And then all of a sudden they're like, well, you know, costs are going up 70% this year. And right. And then, then you're like, well, I don't, how much do I make? Do I make enough to make this worth it? And that's one of the reasons I never, like I, I threw up a Squarespace site for my portfolio mm-hmm. um, when I was doing this is war for that, for that reason, just because I needed a portfolio up. And, um, and it was hell when I had a, when I had to move everything over. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, again, that's why we try to, you know, steer people in the the direction where there's uh, more custom customization and you, and you can retain everything, but uh, it is, uh, you know, it's a, it's an option that's out there and, and we'll walk you through it if, if, uh, if you need to. Very cool. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, ex- I didn't mean to extend that commercial <laughs> to a <laughs> third right. of the show, but uh, I was, I was, cause I, I was thinking about putting a website together and I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? I, I don't, I don't want it. You know, I yeah. know that I should, but I've, I've done, you know, a hundred now and I just don't have the energy, you know? Well, and you know what we realized? So, you know, we consider ourselves a like boutique. Uh, we have, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of 70 websites uh, that, that are, that are active uh, or in various stages. However, uh, you know, so maintaining the domains and just like you say with Squarespace, we realized that, uh, you know, to to capture a domain name through GoDaddy costs X dollars. Like to, a dollar, depending upon how many you buy at a time. Yeah. And then to renew that same uh, domain costs one times 10. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah. But, you know, so that, that's just one of those things. And, and that's always been, we've been doing this for a long time. We have, uh, uh, you know, we've done like one price increase, I think, in, in, in the duration that we've been doing it. We've never really charged for domains. And, um, you know, I, I, I think we provide a great service. And, uh, you know, that will, that, will, that will increase when it needs to, I suppose. Well, the, the thing is, you don't have any supply chain issues. You mm-hmm. know, Comcast is your only supply chain issue, you know, and they can double your price whenever they feel like it. <laughs> There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Very true. All right. Before I spin all the way out of control, um, each week we talk about one cool thing that happened because we live here or because we work here or in this case, both. Mm-hmm. Um and this week, I wanted to talk a little bit about a couple stories I have coming out in the next couple days. Um, there was a hotel that burned down in Laurel, um, Delaware, earlier this month, mm-hmm. this, maybe two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago. And you know, I didn't cover, I didn't cover the fire and the you know fallout of it, not because it wasn't worth it, but only because. I didn't have the, I didn't have the wherewithal. I didn't have the time or the energy. And mm-hmm. what is it? It's like, all right, here are the people that are doing the donating. Here's where you send the stuff. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, mm-hmm. I read all the reporting and that's really all there was to the story. A very old house burned down and no one was killed. A bunch Thankful. of families were displaced. Yeah. 500 words and the day's over. Um, right. But people were really interested in it. So instead I did an oral history of this hotel it was like the main one of the main drinking places in laurel oh really yeah through the 90s like through yeah. the early 90s it it closed in or in the early 1990s and i talked to all these people who like used to hang out in the bar and stuff like that and it was some really like i don't want to get nostalgic about it but bars like that are just over yeah. now, you know yeah and it was uh they were talking about this one guy. There are several good stories and uh, I'll, I'll share it and people can read it. And I think people should read it because it's fantastic. Uh, I mean, they're not my stories. They're, they're, they're other people's stories. I'm not saying. Yeah. I, yeah. And so an oral history is I literally take their words and just retype them. And then I move the qu- quotes around so that they make a story. It's yeah. more like putting together a puzzle. It's not like art. Right. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, so they tell the story about this guy and they, they were all characters. Like they, it was very much very cheersy right and yeah. so and so this one guy who always like was pulling pranks and pulling pranks and pr- uh he comes in one night and um orders a pizza they were there were world-renowned pizzas um so they see the pizzas for him and he's coming to pick it up they pull the pizza out and put in an ashtray off the bar <laughs> and proceed to like whatever eat his pizza i guess and he comes in and he picks it up and he leaves <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and he got home and he, he put it on the table for his family <laughs> and he opens it and then he had and then he and the patrons had the pleasure of coming back in for his true pizza, you mm. know, whatever, 10 minutes later, because he opens the door with that pizza box in his hand and, you know, laughter ensues. So there are a right. lot of really cool stories like that. But there was really one m- moving um, aspect to the story. And I love when this happens when I don't, I don't lead anybody and they just find these great quotes all by themselves. Sometimes I have to, 
sometimes I have to say, well, would you say this? Oh, yes, I would say this. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Quote. Quote. Uh, but there was this one guy and, you know, he was just a, just an old dude from uh, from Laurel and talking about he was he was the one who told me that pizza box story. So he was in like that crowd. And, OK. Uh, and he said, oh, it was it was segregated um, oh. back then, I guess, like people would come in like anybody could come into the package store and. You know, and the black people in the neighborhood would come and get the pizzas out of the package store out of the. But, you know, black people didn't come, didn't come in the bar. And he yeah. said, I never thought about that. Oh, wow. I'm only thinking about it now with everything wow. that's happening. And, you know, it was just such an honest moment, you know, and really, I think, kind of encapsulates how stunned, you know, some of the baby boomer era people are when they're like, well, what do you mean? We, we never said black people couldn't come in our bar, you know, <laughs> they just did not <laughs> for some reason, <laughs> who knows why, <laughs> you know, yeah. but he really felt that way. Hmm. And it was, you know, I wasn't, I, I was just very heartening to say like, you know what? I never thought about the fact that black people never, I didn't, I didn't not. The point was he did not want them around. Right. He just no didn't notice when they weren't around and he didn't wonder if there was a reason like that was all of those issues were not on his radar at all. Right. You know, he wasn't making any effort to notice uh black people but he also was making zero effort at all to be mean to them. Like he yeah. there was just it wasn't in his life, you know. He went to the he went to the bar, he did went to his job, he played with his kids and then he retired. Like Yeah. And so the way, the way that he put that, I thought was really, it was really heartening. Yeah. So. That's interesting. You know, and it's, it's one of those things that is, um, I mean, like you said, it's almost disappointing uh, to have to have that, you know, drawn out and like, Oh, cause you always think of yourself as like, Oh, if I was in that situation back then, I would have, been like, you know what? This isn't right. Like, there, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something about it. And well, and when, especially one of the weird things now in the internet time is like, it's a fad to be informed. Like, people mm. aren't informed because, yeah, they feel like they should be. It's like, yeah. oh, what, what do I know? You know, I'm sorry, I interrupted. I was clear. I, I was gonna say that clearly, this man uh, back then wasn't following my daughter on Instagram. You know, <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, he would have he would have noticed that right. there was two entrances or what you know or whatever the yeah yeah just it, it was it was an interesting it was an interesting moment I get those in interviews occasionally it's always it's always cool to have you know the uh, yeah the it's realization tough. happen organically well and and uh, it's neat you talking about you know reporting versus you know, telling an oral history and, you know, that kind of touches on what I want to do with, uh, you know, all of these projects that I have in the, the back of my head. And actually we're going to be doing something for the Tyree church in Berlin um, just to, they're doing a capital campaign and, you know, just to um, like get their story out there uh, a, a bit. I'll have more on that later, but, you know, recording what's, what's happening versus uh you know putting the putting all the pieces together i don't know if you have uh 
if this is on your radar, but the the show Inventing Anna, have you seen anything about this? No, I'm sorry. So this is a popular culture thing. And this woman from uh, quote unquote Germany was supposed to be an heiress and conned uh, or swindled all of these people out of uh, lots of money, basically staying at really fancy places, buying very expensive meals and somehow getting uh, just dodging any responsibility of paying for it because everybody thought that she was an heiress. And um, the the story it's done by Shonda Rhimes. So there's, you know, there, there's some, I'm sorry, uh, is it fiction or are we talking about Anastasia here? This this is a, this is a real story. Was she claiming Uh, to be the Tsarina from Russia? Yes. Okay. No, she well, she was supposed she had claimed that she is a German heiress, even though she her family is originally from Russia. Okay. Um, but there was a, a a New York Times reporter who was doing a story on her. So, like the show is is really about the reporter trying to piece all of the uh, you know pieces of the puzzle together, and uh, you know it's like you think it's going one way and you're like, oh, this this woman uh, is just a complete narcissist. I'm like, well, maybe there's something else to it. And like, there, I mean, it's sort of soap opery. It's very well done, but it's I, what I enjoy is the uh, you know the journalistic aspect of it, you know, and uh, you know, th- there's there's like the older uh, journalists who are helping out the younger journalist and like, the, you know, there's like this camaraderie. I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a fun show. I'd, I'd recommend it to you. If you can, if you can make it through the first episode, you can make, you'll, you'll be hooked for the whole series. Very cool. I'll put it on my list. Speaking of my list, uh, let's talk about your one cool thing. Um, yeah. one cool things for, for, for this week, you have uh, the Freeman stage and the Dewey winter. Is it gala? You can tell me it is the winter gala. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it, it happened this week and it's much different than it has happened in the past that uh, Freeman stage has announced their, the start of their season. And really the biggest announcement is the changes that they're making to the venue. We've done work for Freeman stage for years and years. We have a great history uh, of having worked there, uh, great friendships with, with Patty and Michelle who are, you know, the principals at the, the, now the Freeman arts pavilion. And last year was the first year that they, they had expanded. Uh, This is still not the final version of what they're going to be doing out there in Selbyville, Delaware, Delaware, but uh, you know, they continue to make improvements and bring, you know, incredible acts to, uh, to the Eastern shore. And it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. The one of the biggest changes, like it was always towards the end of March that they would, uh, you know, do the big reveal of the entire season. And the way I don't know if it's just in general or because of COVID or whatever, but the touring industry is much more segmented now. You know, some people are booking for 2023, some people are booking a month out. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's it, it, we're not having a big reveal. Uh, they're not having a big reveal. It's just going to be sort of an, an ongoing. But they started last Friday with the initial, and there were some there are some pretty big names in there. And and 
at the beginning of the show, you're like, oh, there was somebody good. Who was it? And I'm yeah. like, Patty LaBelle. No, not, <laughs> not the, the godmother of soul. You know, I'm like, oh, Bonnie Raitt. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, like another incredible act. And it's like, oh, no. Elvis Costello. Yes. Um, so that that those are just three names of the eight that were in the original uh, uh, announcement that came out last Friday. Tickets go on sale. We're excited to be working with them again. Um, they've made some improvements to the facility, um, and 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 I guess this is the the biggest news is that they are going to to Rose and you know Rose and Seats. So no more pods. Um, however, uh, it, it will be pretty nice because of, uh, because of how much room that they have on, on this, in this new facility. Uh, first of all, this, the seats are six feet apart from the row in front of you. You can, you know, you can fold your right. legs out in front of you and people can still walk by. Uh, you know, there's, there's big, uh, aisles, uh, separating. And then there's also like, lawn seats that will be available. So if you want to just go and throw a blanket down or a beach chair, you can, you can do that quite easily. So I don't, I think it will be, again, it's something new and new and new. So I, I think it will be, I think it will be a good season. I'm looking forward to it. I'm sorry for not checking your YouTube page. So I will just have to ask you, have you done like a tour of the new facility yet? Uh, the Freeman, th- we did one uh, last year. Um, and then we did do a little flyover type thing for, for some explanation of the, the new things mm-hmm. that are coming up, but it's more like animation. We don't have like a real, uh, there's still sod is still going down. Like there's oh, still, I see. I see. There's still uh, construction happening, but like new entrance, new exit, you know, all of, the, all of these things. And, uh, and you can find out more at Freeman arts pavilion, uh, dot org. So and what yeah. about the gala? And the gala is this week. And it's the first time back since 20. Uh, it was the last party I went to. Well, not really. It was the last dress up party I went to in 2020. Because uh, it was Jan- end of January. And, you know, it's like uh, an opportunity for uh, everybody to get together. Who uh, loves Dewey, lives in the area. It's uh, It actually ends up being a fundraiser for the Dewey Business Partnership, um, which basically all of their activities that they host and the fundraising goes to help, uh, you know, public safety and, you know, if the beach patrol needs a new four wheeler, like there's, there's fun, they have a fund, uh, that goes to that sort of thing. Um, it's just a good time and, and it will be nice after a, a long hiatus, to get dressed up and to go to the lighthouse, the lighthouse event center, uh, there in Dewey at the Hyatt and, uh, you know, listen to some good music and, and, and have a good time. My brother's second, uh, wedding anniversary is I think like today or yesterday or tomorrow or something. And that was the last normal dress up party. I was in attendance Mm -hmm. and, it's funny because we've been talking about it a lot this week. Like there were a lot of COVID jokes and there was a lot of pointed oh, coughing, sure. coughing in one another's face. Right, you know? right. And it was, you know, it was days later that, that it was like, Oh no, this is, uh, this is yeah. not funny at all. Right. Um, you know, and it's, 
It's amazing because we had such a nice time. I'm, I'm, I write letters to my sisters-in-law. I write letters to my family, my brother, my nieces and nephews, and my sisters-in-law on um, on their birthdays. Uh, you know, just like a happy birthday letter. You know, it gives me a chance to just communicate with them directly because you know, when I'm with when I'm with my family, I'm mostly just loud and obnoxious, and I just you know, I just want to <laughs> say you know, I I like you, but I'm you know, too self-involved to spend time with you in person. So here's a letter. <laughs> and a letter, letter is very meaningful. Oh yeah. No, I, I like to write the letters and that's what I was just writing in the letter. It was like, you know, how kooky is it that, mm. you know, for so many people that was their last night out for, for me for two years, I'm going to go to my final brother's, my final unmarried brothers, you know, wedding in April. And that will be my first more than six people event. Um, Unless I break down and go to the opera in uh, March, but I don't think I'm gonna. Yeah. Um, So that was, uh, that's when when, when going back, getting back to doing these parties is going to be nice, you know, and uh, it looks as if the mask mandates are over. I actually have a, blog coming out about that tomorrow morning um if you subscribe to uh bagel manifesto either the podcast or the newsletter um it'll be that that'll that's actually kind of the main topic it was like it was something i'd written and i'd just been tinkering with and finally it was ready at the same time that you know that we're going to do away with this whole mask experiment right or better or worse yeah um but let me do something happy. Can I introduce our new, our new, um, our new oh, segment? Yes. yes. All right. Excellent. This <laughs> is answers to questions with Frederick J. Haskin and me, oh. Tony Russo. Oh man, should I try to find some? Uh... Yeah, we need some interesting. Can we do can, so here? Here, do the uh, do the intro again. Okay. Answers to questions by Frederick J. Haskin, read by me. Tony Russo. Ne- I had never listened to that, but uh, that was <laughs> just a little b- brand new background music, courtesy of StreamYard. So, um, so I, I told this story a couple weeks ago. I'm going to tell it again every time I do this, and I'll do I'll be as brief as possible. I'm starting a new project where I'm going to read from this book, and this is the first time I'm doing it. Before there was Google, there was Frederick J. Haskin, and he had this company um you'd write into the newspaper you'd ask the newspaper a question they would send it to frederick and he had a building full of like research librarians and almanacs and encyclopedias and they would run and they would look shit up and then they would write it down and then they would put it in the newspaper (laughs) so uh, you know how do you dress a head wound is probably not going to get answered in time (laughs) But I don't know. I don't believe this book is in the public domain. So I want to say that I I don't have any copyright on it and that I'm doing this for um, uh, in a uh, for commentary commentary because I'm going to comment on its accuracy. So I'm going to. Yeah, this is copyright 1926. So it is still it is not in the public domain. And um, but I want to see how the answers hold up over time. Yeah. So I'm going to read the question, mm-hmm. which I haven't chosen. I'm going to open this up. Okay. 
And I'm going to read the question at random. Uh-huh. And then I'm going to read the answer, no matter how horrifying it is. <laughs> Remember, this is 1926. Mm. So there's literally no telling what they're going to say. It's like roulette. <laughs> and, um, and then we'll deal with it. What do you think? I, I, think that's a, I think that sounds great. All right. All right. My eyes are closed. I have chosen this one. This is from Etiquette. Oh, this is probably a a good question. Um, So the question, if a lady is seated when she receives an introduction to a gentleman, should she rise? Mm. All right. Do you want to take any guesses or should I just answer it? To 1920s. 1926. uh, 1926 etiquette. I'm going to say no, that she doesn't need to rise. And as embarrassing as it is, I'm going to put on my glasses <laughs> <laughs> to see what the answer is. It's very small print. Okay. When a man is introduced to a woman, she remains seated if she prefers to do so. Some women regard it as more cordial to rise under these circumstances. If the man who is introduced is elderly, a young woman always rises when he is presented. Mm. And so I guess elderly is in the uh, eye of the beholder. Uh, that just gives, like, gives me, like gives me the willies, right? Yeah, it right. No, it is, it's super creepy, especially because <laughs> like if a woman is young and a man is elderly and it's 1926, then the woman is 16 and the man is 45. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that... Mm. The fact that like, well, even even the most generous reading, right, yeah. is this elderly man is not a threat or a potential partner. So yeah. show him some respect. I, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm going to uh, I'm going to take that apart and I'm going to do another video and um, put, put I was that I was very hopeful at the beginning because it was like, oh, if she wants to, she can. If she doesn't, she doesn't yeah. have to. I'm like, oh, that's perfect. Let's just unless let's he's just one of her there. betters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then it went fun. so absolute. Then it went so absolute. They're all like that. I've I've but had this book for years. It's 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 amusing uh, to me. Sometimes I read things and I'm like, they put that in the newspaper seriously. <laughs> oh, but he man. was serving. He was serving trivial. The science of trivia. Frederick J. Haskin is the godfather of the science of trivia. Oh. I think I just made up the science of trivia, so I guess I get to name the godfather. That's fair. That works for me. All right. Well, Also, uh, Jeeves really missed out on calling it uh, their program, Ask Frederick Haskin. Haskin. Answers to questions would have been ATQ. Well, isn't that what um, QRA is, right? Yeah. Or FAQ, frequently asked questions. No, um, the website, it's it looks like oh. Quora, but it's Q or A. Oh. Jeff Smith it, told me that. I've known that for about six months. So. Okay. <laughs> can we trust? Can we trust Jeff Smith and the? <laughs> How can you not trust <laughs> Jeff Smith? True. True. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of it this week. I got nothing else anyway. How about you? I got nothing. All right. Well, remember, till next time at the beach. It's happy hour whenever you say it is. Cheers. 
Day Drinking on Delmarva with Todd DeHart and Tony Russo is produced weekly, mostly by dumb luck. You can join them Wednesday afternoons or find them online at daydrinkingondelmarva.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll check back in with you next week. Oh, <laughs>